Welcome Spartans to Mission Debrief. We're playing every mission in the mainline Halo video game series in chronological order, discussing our experiences and providing you with an embarrassment of lore along the way. What? If you'd like I'm to, not embarrassed. If you'd like to play I'm along. <laughs> Aren't you you're embarrassed you know so much about Halo? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've I've worn Halo shirts and someone was like, I was checking out at like a gas station or something and someone was like, oh, you like Halo? Have you read the books? I'm like, yes, yes, I have read the books. Stop, talk, <laughs> stop talking to me. I don't want to talk. <laughs> don't look at me. If you'd like to play along and have your thoughts read on the show, email us at podcastevolved at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at Podcast Evolved on Twitter, or you can send us a voicemail, which somebody did, and we're going to cover off on that today. Or you can find Chris at a gas station. <laughs> yeah, and talk to me about <laughs> the Halo books. give her your yeah. thoughts. If you like uh, what you hear and want to support the show, visit Evolved on Patreon. For everything Evolved has to offer, visit EvolvedHalo.com. This episode, we're recapping Halo Infinite and discussing our how it stacks up against the other seven other, so there's eight total now, FPS games in the franchise. I'm your host, Colin Perkins, alongside David Arnold. Hello, everybody. And Krista Brown. Would you consider the wait for more Halo Infinite content endless? Oh, ho, ho. I think I would. <laughs> so if you follow, uh, we're looking at the script. Um, I was looking at some thesaurus words for endless. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So they could have called Halo Infinite. They could have also called it uh, Deathless. They could have <laughs> called it Eternal. They could have called it Ooh. Self-Perpetuating. <laughs> so Ooh, I love it. Halo Self-Perpetuating. Halo Undying. Ooh. Uh, Amaranthine, I think, is it something? <laughs> That's definitely I a word, a I guess. flower, maybe. I don't know. There's lots of... Synonyms. Who's making stuff up now, Colin? They could have used... <laughs> All right, this is the recap, so I'm going to recap the story so far. Eight and a half games. David and Chris are going to take a nap while I read this as fast as I can. I I'll try that. not to screw up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Here we you go. You can do it. In Halo Reach, we suited up as Noble Six and were deployed with a team of Spartans to do everything we could to repel the invading Covenant forces. Noble team members were picked off one by one, and the UNSC had to admit defeat but not before the Pillar of Autumn escaped from the planet's glassing that was July 24th, 2552 to August 30th, 2552 in Halo CE. We dropped out of slipspace and explored a mysterious Halo ring that Cortana randomly brought us to. As Master Chief, we battled the Covenant, discovered the Flood, and realized we had to destroy the ring world superweapon in order to save all life in the galaxy. That was September 19th, 2552 to September 22nd, 2552 in Halo 2. The mystery of the Covenant and their diabolical motivations are finally revealed. Playing as both the Arbiter and Master Chief, we defended Earth, discovered another Halo, fought more Flood, witnessed the downfall of the Covenant, chatted with the Great Mind, teamed up with the betrayed Sanghili race to stop Tartarus from firing Delta Halo, and then chased after the Prophet of Truth to finish the fight on Earth. That was October 20th, 2552 to November 3rd, 2552, and then also November 17th, 2552, the very end cutscene where um, Lord Hood talks to Chief. And then in the anniversary edition, there is a little bit of business happening in October 27th, 2558. That's with Jameson Locke. 
In Halo 3 ODST, Alpha 9 was deployed to help repel the Covenant's surprise invasion of Earth, but their orbital drop went awry. The team was scattered across New Mombasa and had to fight their way back together in order to protect an asset that could have been the key to winning the war. This was October 20th, 2552 to October 21st, 2552. The epilogue is November 15th, 2552, and the legendary ending is November 17th, 2552. That's when Chief shows up in Halo 3. Master Chief crash-landed on Earth and immediately teamed up with Sergeant Johnson and the Arbiter to, in an attempt to stop Truth from activating the portal to the Ark. However, Truth and the brute-led Covenant force prevailed and made the jump to Installation 00 just as the Flood re-entered the fray. The UNSC and Sangheili make a quick alliance and chase Truth through the portal. On the Ark, Truth captured Johnson, murdered Miranda Keys, and then activated the Halo Array. Chief and the Arbiter stopped the firing sequence with the help of the Flood, and then rescued Cortana from the Gravemind on High Charity. Our heroes then used a newly created ring to destroy the Flood, decimate the Ark, and escape with their lives. Well, most of their lives. This was November 17th, 2552, to December 11th, 2552, the epilogue on March 3rd, 2553. We made it to a new year! We did it. <clears throat> Alright, and then 343 Industries takes the reins. In Halo 4, after four and a half years of floating in deep space, a potentially rampant Cortana woke Master Chief when nearing a Forerunner shield world named Requiem. With a zealot Covenant sect and the newly discovered Prometheans breathing down their necks, the duo got tricked into releasing the Didact while trying to contact the UNSC supercarrier Infinity. The Didact escaped Requiem and used the Composer to start digitizing humans on Earth to take vengeance on his old foes and reclaim the mantle of responsibility. Cortana sacrificed herself to help John 117 defeat the Didact, destroy the Composer, and return home. This is July 21st, 2557 to July 25th, 2557. In Halo 4 Spartan Ops, the UNSC Infinity went back to explore Requiem six months after the composing event at New Phoenix. Jewel and Dama's Covenant were spread throughout the Shield world and searching for Forerunner secrets. Fireteams Majestic and Crimson, among others, were deployed to claim the ancient technology for humans. However, it's Dr. Catherine Halsey's cunning that enabled her to make a loose alliance with Jewel and uncover the librarian's best-kept secret, the Janus Key. The key was split in half and separated between the two factions while Requiem is sent to its fiery doom. This is February 2558. Now in Halo 5 Guardians, Cortana is alive! Master Chief's longtime partner made an alliance with the Warden Eternal to repair herself within the Forerunner domain and lured Blue Team to the planet Genesis, where she could discuss her plans for the created to take over the mantle of responsibility. Cortana unearths an army of gigantic guardians to enforce her plan of Imperial peace, including one located on Sanghelios, where the Arbiter is purging the remains of the Covenant. Meanwhile, Jameson Locke's fireteam Osiris assassinated Julem Dama and rescued Dr. Catherine Halsey before setting out to hunt down Blue Team. Fireteam Osiris eventually saves Blue Team from Cortana's cryptum, but not before her guardians were deployed throughout the galaxy. This is October 23rd to October 28th, 2558. Now, in Halo Infinite, the UNSC's plans to contain Cortana and her totalitarian ideals are interrupted and usurped by Atriox and his banished. Cornered on Zeta Halo, Cortana realizes her mistakes and sacrifices herself to deny the banished a functional genocidal superweapon. Six months later, 
Master Chief is found floating in space by a hopeless engineer deserter. With the help of, the, of Weapon, a copy of Cortana, the trio piece together fragments of the UNSC forces and loosen the banished grip on the installation. While Chief was sleeping, the banished war chieftain Eshram had unearthed an emissary of the undocumented species that had been imprisoned by the forerunners on Zeta Halo. Master Chief defeats Eshram and then stops the Harbinger from awakening her fellow Endless, at least for now. This is December 12th, 2559. That's the intro, and then uh, the end of the game is May 28th to May 31st, those three days, uh, 2560. Ooh. I'm out of breath. That's a lot Good of work. stuff. Um, go through the books as well, please. <laughs> now do the books. Do the books. All right, so that sets the table for what we're going to talk about a bit, but we do have a couple of voicemails we want to cover off on quickly. Andrew from North Dakota sent us two voicemails. Um, and we may or may not play them now, but he had a, a thought on the timing, and we talked about this earlier uh, in this series, the timing of when Weapon is deployed and Chief is back on the Infinity, and the original plan was for Chief to take the Weapon down, but then Chief's on the Infinity, and that's all confusing, and we agree that it's confusing, but there is an audio log, um, and I, I'm not remembering the exact one, um, where... Um, Who's our captain boy, our golden retriever? Lasky. Lasky. Yeah, the, so the banished come, and they're they're attacking the infinity, and Lasky's like, uh, we got to deploy the weapon now. Send her down. So they just kind of beam her down to do her thing, and Chief is up defending the UNSC infinity. So that the, the original plan never happens because the banished interrupted, but they still do get the weapon down there. Uh, he does send us another question about uh, the pelican down mission and we had commented about how you know the pelican down the pelican is flying and then those those aa guns shoot it down um and then at the very end of the mission the pelican is fine somehow but nobody actually fixed it um so andrew's thought is that it got hit and it was damaged enough that we just that the pilot decided we it needed to be landed versus crashing into you know into the, uh, the the installation and not being functional so it was like a preemptive landing down and then uh, it was still functional enough to then take off after that which yeah that works I, I still would have liked to have been smoking or something but um yeah so so that helps explain a little bit like he he was he had the fortitude enough to say okay well i have to land otherwise this thing's not gonna be able to fly anymore so okay i dig that okay yeah i can see that Okie dokes. Um, thank you, Andrew, by the way, for calling in. We love it when we hear feedback from our listeners. So I set the table with all the stuff, all the things that we've played in the main games. There's obviously more games and books and all that other stuff. But I do want to talk about kind of this, what we've got in Halo Infinite, kind of some of the main story beats. Uh, then we'll we'll do some comparison about the games, and we'll do some rankings and some speculation too. But I think a lot of the conversation is going to be around here. Um, let's talk about the banished. So the banished we experienced in Halo Wars Two. So if you played all the Halo games, you're not uh, they're not new. They've shown up in the lore recently because they had to, right? Um, they've been around for a while. They've been kind of retrofitting them into this to the story. Um. I'll throw it to David first. Talk about Hello. your experience fighting the Banished in Halo Infinite. Did you do you like them as a replacement to the Covenant? Um, did it 
feel different? Did it feel the same? What, what, what were your thoughts? It feels great. I love the banish. The banish, I've been saying it for years, even when we had from Halo Wars 2 onwards, that the banish need to come into the main games. Yep. They're perfect. They are... Excuse me. They're exactly what you need when you take down the Covenant. Mm-hmm. You have the Knock Covenant um, that come in and take over. So I like them. I like their premise. I like their background. Um, we had said before, it was never really clear what Atriox's goal really was. Like, what's his motivation? What's he actually trying to do? They gave them a, an amazing um, motivation in this game. I think so. Via Cortana wiping out their home planet. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, now they're in gear. They have a function. They're coming after Cortana. And I love that. I, thought, I think that's a great setup. They never tied back the... So, when in Halo Wars 2, we were curious about Atrax's motivation. And it, it's not the same, right? Like, Doisak doesn't get destroyed. Well, do, does Do Doisak get destroyed when he goes and finds the Ark? No. Like, I don't, we don't no, know this exactly is way after that. It's after, right? Yeah. Okay, so we still don't know why he went to the Ark. Or how he found the Ark. And maybe that will be uncovered at some point. Um, but in terms of this game, the motivation does make sense as, to, as opposed to Halo Wars 2. It's still kind of like, eh, we're not really sure what's going on. Yeah, no, I, lo- I love the Banish. I love playing against them. Um, they feel good. They're good to fight. And it's a way... It's good variation. It's a way for them to fit all the races that we know and maybe add a couple. Um, just give them yeah, red armor. I'd, I'd, yeah, exactly. I'd, still, I'd like to see a bit more, like, I mean, you know, there's... Aatrox is not... He's not a space racist. He takes anybody. Yep. So we know there is humans in the ba- in the banish somewhere, or at least um, there were before. Cortana. There were before, yeah. There's, um, mm-hmm. So I, I'd like to see some of that, and then I guess like certain races are more represented. Obviously, the brutes, and I don't know. They're cool. They're a good mix. I like them. Krista, what are your thoughts on the banished? Pretty much the same. I love them. I think they're great. I think they're a great replacement to the Covenant. They're fun to fight. They make sense. Like, they make so much sense. They're a great rival. Um, the Storm Covenant in Jumundama never kind of filled that position very well. So yeah. it's nice to have something to fill the void that the Covenant left. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And they're... I don't know if they're more brutal, but maybe just because the Brutes are more... Um, a, a bigger part. They're led by the Brutes. It feels like they're more brutal. And they have those Berserkers and... You have the boss battles and, and things like that. Do you think the ban? Do the banish feel like more of a threat than the covenant? Like, do they feel, I don't know, harder don't to well, fight or more difficult? Like, in, in from the in, in the games, no. But like in the lore perspective, they're I don't think they're like a scarier or like as big a bad because they're like they're a military force, not a religious one. Mm-hmm. So like you don't you That's won't see banished glassing planets. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Or right. That kind of stuff. Now, I think there are... You can read some of the background and the, the high-volume targets. High-volume, sorry. High-value targets. Mm-hmm. And um, they talk about these people are terrible. Do you know what I mean? All of the atrocities they've done and all that kind of stuff. So, like, there are obviously, like, bad eggs in there. And they're obviously, like, in charge. Um, and Atriox obviously values them um, to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. So, there's elements of it there. We just really haven't seen it. But, um... I think the Covenant might have been scarier because they're a more wider, unified force. Like, as big and bad as the Banished are, I think the Covenant were bigger and badder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't really know the scale of the Banished yet. Yeah. I mean, we know that they, they're smart, 
and they there there's enough of them to overwhelm the UNSC as they did here but we still don't like in the other games and and with all the lore you assume that the covenant is fucking everywhere um and we just don't know exactly how far the uh reach of the endless or the banished is here <clears throat> we also don't know what their like overall motivation is like we knew mm-hmm. we knew what the covenant wanted they wanted wanted to eradicate all humans and fire a halo ring mm-hmm. but yeah we don't know exactly so the banished want a home world they want a ring but then but then what what are they going to do with it and then even and we'll talk about the endless in a little while what what does atriox want to do with the endless Hmm, I have some speculation, but I'll, I'll save it. Boss battles. We have lots of bosses to deal with. I feel like they maybe the I think some of that is the the introduction of boss battles is because this is Halo Infinite and it's a you know newer game. There's new technology. We can do boss battles more often in this giant open world. But then it does also fit with the militaristic structure of the Banished. Like those, I, I feel like the boss having boss battles made sense. Like the the high value targets, and then there's obviously a lot of boss battles throughout the game. Um, looking back, is this were there too many boss battles? David, was there the right amount? No, were they varied enough? I think enough? there was a good amount. I think there was a good amount. They were spread them out. Obviously, you have a back to back between Jaga and Eshram. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm typically not a fan of back-to-back boss battles like that, but it, I, you know, it is what it is. It made sense of the, the ramping up of, uh, of the end of the game. Um, it, no, I think they're okay. I like the ones in the open world and stuff like that. They're really good, and there's a few other ones. That obviously, it changes based on you know legendaries. They're, they're the hardest part of the game, and um, obviously, I'm still stuck on uh, Jaga. Um, but I like them. Uh, I feel like. As we've mentioned it before, like, but I feel like the hand of Aatrox wasn't well represented in the game. I feel, I thought like they were the guys. You know what I mean? These were going to be boss battles building up of you taking out this team of Spartan killers. Mm-hmm. You know, making it a big deal, and they really, other than Jaga, they really weren't. Do because boss battles? There's a couple in previous Halos, but is this just like a natural evolution of Halo? Because Halo's a video game, and boss battles are. I mean, boss battles have always been a thing. In video games but halo has only done it sparingly but they're so pervasive now in halo infinite do you think that's the right move to have that be a thing in halo i don't think so i don't think you need a boss battle it's not like boss battles aren't a halo defining mechanic like you said we've only had a few of them throughout the years in the games and like we don't talk about them that often they're not big moments do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and especially in, in this one I mean, the Harbinger boss battle isn't even the one, the most memorable that one, and that's the climax of the game. Yeah, I would almost consider that one just like an encounter, to like a difficult encounter. I mean, she is the boss, but there's also like lots of other Halo stuff happening in that room. But, Krista, what are your thoughts on the boss battleness of Halo Infinite? I think it works. I think they're going for more of a RPG. Um, style for halo moving forward especially with you mm-hmm. know all the stuff we've kind of seen in halo infinite so i think it makes sense it's definitely a lot more like destiny mm-hmm. um that they're kind of moving towards and I-, I think that's fine um i think the boss battles were fun they made sense you know i i have no qualms with boss battles 
Did you have a favorite boss battle? What what, what was the what were the better boss battles? Dude, Jago was great. Jago was good. David hates it because he's stuck on legendary, but yes, <laughs> Eshram was, it, was great. It, I liked that it was different. It wasn't just a bullet sponge. He was proper stealthing. He was mm-hmm. sneaking around. He was messing with your head. It was a cool environment. Yeah, the uh, Hyperius and Tavares one was different, I feel like. Yeah. Um, it was a big wide open area. You had to kill two at the same time, but it wasn't too difficult. Um, you know, I did, I did like Eshram as well. The Harbinger was just kind of frustrating. I mean, that again, that's more of an encounter than just a one-on-one boss battle. But I don't know, David. Did you have a, a favorite, or did any stick out on top for you? Uh, I guess the, the Jager is probably the one that's in my mind for obvious reasons. Um, the House of Pain. You fight him. I don't know. They ramp up pretty well, right? Yeah, they do. They do. So they, they they do get more and more difficult, and then I like how there's the mini bosses, boss battles, the, the high value targets throughout, which I feel like there'll probably be more of those, and hopefully they just make those a little more more interesting. They they were fine in Halo Infinite, but like give me, you know, either either more interesting environments or maybe just a a, mecha- a little mechanic just to switch it up a bit, um, so it's not just you know you shooting them in the fa- or clearing all of their buddies out and then shooting them in the face or just you know blowing them up because it's a grunt. <laughs> those were funny. Okay, yeah. those, that, those, were, those were hilarious, though. Yeah. Like, those were funny. Yeah. Uh, one more thing, just because you made me think about it before we switch off to the UNSC. Uh, the RPG-ness of it. Yeah. And, and we could talk about this anywhere, but just, just to touch on it. Was this enough? Like, the, the upgrades? Was this too much? Was this a good introduction? Do you think they'll take it further, Krista? What do you think I think they upgrading? could lean into it just slightly more, but it's a good balance. It definitely is. It still kind of retains a Halo feel to it, but you can upgrade, you can spawn in weapons, you have bases. Um, all that kind of fun stuff is really great to see. Mm-hmm. David, any thoughts on kind of upgrading your Spartan or any RPG elements that it were ma- introduced? It makes sense because we know from the lore that like, these suits are very upgradable. And, you know, they have different modules you can swap out and do things. So I like I liked how, obviously, the grapple shot's amazing and changes yeah. so much of, the, of this game. Um, but no, I like the RPG. Like, it goes hand-in-hand hand very well with an open world. Um, so I, I liked it. Like I said before, I don't like the Spartan core thing. The mechanic, what it looks like, what it is. I mm-hmm. don't like it. I think they could have done that better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like doing it. I like how they did it, that it was just things you didn't have to do, but they, they did help you. Um the different uh, modules and stuff. Yeah, like all, all like the equipment or, you know, whatever it's actually called. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. you have to find like that. That's on the path. Um, so you have to pick that all up. But but you can choose whether or not you want to upgrade it or not. Which, you know, it's helpful. But you don't have to. Um, okay, let's talk about the UNSC. The UNSC is a roller coaster of ups <laughs> and downs and powerful and down and out. You know, as I read through all the games, you know, like we're running and then we're find the halo and then we're, you know, we stop them and then all of a sudden, for a little period of time, we become really powerful. We, the UNSC, uh, but then we get smacked back down by Cortana and then um, we, you know, always figure out a way to overcome, you know, the the terrible situation that, that we're put in in the galaxy, all that sort of stuff. Um Crystal, I'll start with you on the on the on the UNSC, state of UNSC. Like, are we are we feeling like we're in an okay spot 
<laughs> now or are we still i mean there's still lots of threads to go down there's, there's still yeah, lots of places to we, go we have answered questions like are we feeling how are we feeling right now oh the unice's not doing good right i yeah. mean we just came off of the heels of cortana and, and then atriox comes in and absolutely like wrecks the infinity mm-hmm. um which now we don't we know ha- where the infinity is like that's not answered at all no, we don't know where it is. We don't know if it's even functional. We don't know where Lasky, Halsey, all those all those characters are. Blue team, right? Yeah, blue team. So we're missing a lot of UNSC. I mean, it is just Chief and the pilot and a handful of Marines that are currently on this ring. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's not it's not looking good, and we haven't gotten any information about what's going on with them right now, which makes sense. Uh, Chief's cut off, but. It's going to be interesting to see what we come back to. Are you feeling better? So at the end of Halo 5, things were dire. Are they as dire? Or does the yeah. fact that we've, take, we've taken Cortana out of the equation now and the Guardians in that threat, do you feel like, okay, maybe this is something we can overcome? Because at, at the end of Halo 5, I was like, shit, we're fucked. Um, here, personally, here, I, I don't feel we're as fucked, but we're still fucked. Yeah, <laughs> well, we don't... It's, it's, really, it's really all down to what's the situation with the created... Yeah. Like, are, are they still in charge and power, mm-hmm. you know? So, we don't know. That's true. Like, they even without Cortana, I guess my assumption is that if Cortana's gone, then the created will all just kind of go back to doing what they were doing. But, but now they're immortal so. and have they? access to the domain. Yeah, why would they leave the domain? I couldn't see a lot of them coming back, especially not the ones that, like, committed atrocities against humanity. Hmm. Yeah, so that could be another faction to deal with moving forward still. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Any other thoughts on state of the universe, David? Like, are we in a good, are we, do you feel like coming out of this, like there's lots of unanswered questions, sure, but do you feel like there, we still have enough, enough to fight? Like, are are we in such shambles that it doesn't even make sense for like us to, to win the next fight? Cause there, like, there's no reason, like we, we couldn't That's have. That's definitely won. the picture that they paint. Mm-hmm. In this game, because you're very, you're cut off now because the ring is moved and it's just you and what's left of the banished and obviously you're vastly outnumbered. Mm-hmm. So it's a guerrilla warfare all the way, which is interesting. So I'd like to say, yeah, it's it's doable. Obviously it's doable. Well, it has to be doable, right? But yeah, <laughs> otherwise, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's, it's we're really we're down and out. We're gonna have to pick up the pieces, so it, it'll be interesting. And we'll talk about this in speculation. Like, where do we go from here? Because there's lots of questions. Like, what is what is Chief's next step? Now, I don't know. Uh, let's talk about the Cortana and the weapon, because that definitely needs to be covered off. On um, I think a lot of criticism of the game was around. Cortana and how they handled her. She was a big bad that needed to be dealt with. Too big of a bad, I would say. Um, but they dealt with her off screen. We've, we've talked about throughout the series. Um, David, do you think do you think they did her justice, her story justice in Infinite as a player? Or would you have rather been involved? in that right like we saw memories we saw conversations but we were floating in space we couldn't participate in that um were you were you okay with that at the end of the day or would you rather been the one dealing with cortana face to face or being in the mix somehow yeah i don't know see like that's that's a very different game and like i like the game that we got uh obviously we thought it was going we we knew before the game is out that like 
it's graded and it's they're involved and the banish are involved. We're all wondering, like, are we going to be like a multi-faction fight on this ring for control, for power? How do we fight? Like, that was the whole thing. Like you said, she was too powerful. She was too big a bad. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you fight that? So, like, they had to answer a lot of questions. I don't like that it was done off screen. Uh, and then that the whole game is you trying to figure out what the hell happened back then, six months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, all that kind of stuff. I would have liked to have seen the mission. I'd like to have seen the build-up. I mean, that was... What the books were about, and like you know, the previous books like Shadow of Reach, like that was interesting. We, we saw this coming of like, oh man, Halsey's got those frozen brains in right. her fridge. Let's go get them, <laughs> um, and make a copy, which I love. I love that. I love that. That's how they did it. I liked the answer, the weapon. I like that idea. We have a stripped down yeah. version of Cortana. I'm okay with and that. We're going to use her to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I thought it was totally fine. I would like to have seen it happen, and um, the fact that it didn't, and the fact that they hid all this. Now, it still doesn't. Sit, I mean, I, I'm over it, but it it still doesn't sit great with me. I, I do think it's a little weird that mm, I don't know. Is it too convenient that somehow they were able to corner Cortana? Like, I, I guess I, they need a little bit more explanation as to because she seemed omnipresent, omnipotent, uh, omniscient. Like she knew everything. She was everywhere. I mean, she seemed like she couldn't have been stopped based off of where things left off. But then somehow they're able to corner her and isolate her on Zeta Halo with the weapon. And then all this other stuff went bad. So the, I'm not exactly sure how that all played out. Uh, but it, 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 in order to move the story forward, it, that needed to happen. So they needed to write it in a way for this to be, for Cortana to be taken out of the equation. Chris, any thoughts on, on this stuff? Uh, it's such a hard thing to talk about just because we have Master Chief in the picture, right? So anything that happens with Cortana is just so overly complicated because Master... Like, if we saw that Mm -hmm. in-game at real time, it's complicated because Master Chief is right there, right? Mm -hmm. Is Master Chief really going to let anything happen to Cortana no matter what's going on? Mm. Sure. Is he going to be able to kill her? It was definitely an easy decision for them to kill Cortana off screen because then Chief has absolutely no, he doesn't have to make any kind of moral, you know, uh, decisions. He doesn't have to betray the UNSC. You know, it's already happened. The decision's already been done. He doesn't have to do anything. Um, So I think that's the biggest complication there. Um, Yeah, because did we really want Chief facing off against Cortana? Is that something Chief would have done? Yeah, like a Cortana boss battle. Yeah. What would that have been? Yeah. I mean, and also how do you even fight Cortana? Of course, like the weapon locks her down or whatever. But, um, and then if Atriox is attacking Cortana, I mean, then we would get a preemptive fight between Chief and Atriox. Mm -hmm. And then Cortana would be there too. So it's definitely way more complicated with chief being present during the events that happened so i mean it was definitely way easier for them to just write oh the events had already happened and you're just discovering them kind of makes it a little cleaner for them to have to deal with Mm -hmm. how are you feeling about uh cortana 2.0 oh i love the weapon i think she's freaking adorable i love her yeah the weapon's great you're okay with the baton being passed to her yeah i'm not sure I hope she doesn't call herself Cortana. I'm not cool with that. I think that's a little weird. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to complicate the story and stuff. But um, 
no, I love her. I think she's great. I love her personality. She's hilarious. So you're she's okay. a great um, she's a great companion to Chief because of how innocent she is. Mm-hmm. So they did a good job then, because like Cortana needed to be dealt with, and I think it would have been weird if she kind of somehow reverted back to what she was before. Like she was too far gone. They wrote her too to be too big to be then all of a sudden. Oh, I'm just Cortana again. Like some something needed to happen. A replacement needed to happen. Something right. Um, so I do, I, I agree. I, I do, I feel like they did a good job throughout this game of passing that baton where we've talked about in the past, like, are they eventually going to pass, like, is Chief going to pass the baton to another Spartan? Um, I feel like that's going to be difficult, but they did, they did manage to pull it off here where the weapon is now, you know, the new partner for Chief, and, and it seems like people are okay with it. I think so, in general, just reading comments and seeing what the community's appetite is for uh, for that sort of thing. Um, David, do you agree with that? I mean, it sounds yeah, like you're, you're on board with the weapon, and you're okay with the yeah, weapon being 100%. on your shoulder and in your hand moving forward? Yeah, no, she's great. Uh, I'm quite happy with her. Uh, the fact that she's just like a Cortana if she never met John. I mean, mm-hmm. like that's a perfect starting point. And then you don't have her corrupted and tortured by the grave mind. You don't have her, like, interfacing with... Obviously, she seemed to be able to handle interfacing with the ring yeah. better than Cortana did originally. I mean, the situation is probably different, but um, that obviously forced her rampancy. So, I like that. And then obviously, she also has the cautionary tale of Cortana yep. to see, to know, okay, that I don't want to come down. There's, there's great moments in the game. Like, I didn't realize that would be a moment where she has that realization of, I'm her. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was marvelous. So, yeah. No, I think she's great. Cool. Yeah. I, I tend to agree with that. It'll be interesting to see what they do with her, with her maturity, if she's going to become... So, like, you know, Jen Taylor, we love. You know, she's she's created a voice for Cortana uh, because she has a level of maturity as an AI. Like, will Weapon soon just become Cortana's voice? Or is she going to maintain some sort of naivety, you know, throughout? That'll be interesting to see how that happens. And it'll also be interesting to see what they do with the threat of rampancy. You know, weapon is fresh, so she's young. It shouldn't be anything to worry about, at least for the next little while. But eventually, you know, that seven years will be up. So, yeah, are they gonna cure her rampancy? You know, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to? I mean, like, we that hasn't been addressed in any of the lore yet. I mean, obviously, like the state of the humanity and like the world, but like AIs, like what's that gonna be like mm-hmm. now after they're created? Surely they're not making other AIs anymore, right? Yeah, I guess they Humanity haven't been, themselves. right? Yeah. So maybe... That... And then they'll have to adapt their culture, you know? Because obviously they were heavily involved in a lot of um, human life. Yeah, that's a lot of, like, UNSC human policy stuff that'll probably, probably yeah. need to be addressed in all the books. And then just yeah, give sure. it, will this be given, like, a one-liner, like, oh, we don't do that anymore, or we had to change our policy, or something like that. But uh, AIs... Well, and we already know that there's already, like, shady AI organization that's been chugging along in the background for God knows how long, kind of Mm -hmm. pulling the strings. I think it's, what, like, the Coalition or something like that? Hmm, yep. Oh, yeah. I think it's interesting, too, throughout this whole game, we have the threat of, and this is leading into the Endless, but we have, you know, the Banished, we have Cortana, um... Cortana never deals with the Harbinger. Um, 
right? So the Harbinger's a thing, but their paths never cross. Like Cortana no, that happens blows after. up and that happens after. So it'll be, I mean, the weapon knows the Harbinger, but Cortana never knew the Harbinger. But the, Car- the book Cortana apparently knew of the Endless. Because there is that one scene where she said, both you and I know there's worse things than the Flood, which we'll talk about. Um, so she knew that, knew that they were a thing, but she may or may not knew of the Har- I, I look at the Harbinger as just like the first person out that was trying to do the thing. I don't know. We don't know how important the Harbinger actually was. She's named the Harbinger because she is, you know, I'm sure she has a name in her, you know, in the within the Endless. That's not the Harbinger. She just calls herself the Harbinger because she's going to bring forward the Endless and bring them back. Um, and it's just a, a cool sounding Halo name, I guess. <laughs> Sci-fi name. But that's something that's at least to consider. Like Cortana, Cortana was a big bad. Harbinger and the Endless are big bad, but they, they there's no crossover, direct crossover. It's like one ends and then the other begins. But I guess the Banished do crossover both. Let's talk about the Endless. David, what do you think? Like, we didn't get the Flood. We got the Endless, but we didn't get the Endless. <laughs> we didn't get the Endless. We just got this big bad threat that, oh, no, we can't release the Endless. And, but we're going to, but we can't. And then we didn't. I was like, okay. Uh, I'm a kind of mixed. I'm not sure because like there's a lot of questions. Obviously, where we're thinking about like is the Harbinger, is her race the Endless? Yeah, I don't think so. Her race is her yeah. Silex was very different than. But it was the, the same color, Silex, I think, and it's been it's the same color, but it's the same. Yeah, so the, I think they'll look like dis- her, maybe or maybe I, I don't. I guess we don't know. We don't. Yeah, I guess because why? Where my brain went is that maybe the the Endless aren't organic life. Maybe their machine life, because obviously the Halo ring mm. didn't work on them, and that's why they were imprisoned. So, but that's where my brain. But then, obviously, the Harbinger looked organic. So I was like, is she maybe part of the Endless, or not part of the Endless, or what's her relationship to the Endless? I don't know. Especially cause like her Silex wasn't with the rest of them; she was off somewhere else. Uh, so, so I think Krista has a bunch of good stuff for us to talk about here. Yeah, um, but I, before I hand it off to Krista. Um, were you disappointed that we didn't get to fight the endless? Like, was there enough in the game to make it like we, the three faction battle thing wasn't really a thing. It was a little bit of a thing, but not really. Like normally we're fighting the flood and something uh, and the covenant, or we're fighting the Prometheans and the covenant. I don't mind, yeah. I don't mind that three faction, not three faction thing so much. Uh, I would have liked it created. We're here in force. I think, it, you know, that's still not answered, but whatever, that's fine. Um, I guess I'm disappointed that by the end of the game, we still don't know anything about them other than Endless. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I, w- I wish we definitely knew, knew a bit more. I know the legendary engine ending t- touches off a little bit and there's some, the foreigner artifacts kind of touch on a little bit, but I definitely would have pref- m- liked more information, especially if we're not even going to see them in this game. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're the motivating factor for like half the, half of the people in the game. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And I think, I'm going to hand it off to Krista to kind of talk about some theories about the endless. And there's some, there's some time travel stuff that I think is going to be included. Um, installation zero, zero front of the show, the arc, um, Arky, as we call Arky. it. Arky. Yeah. <laughs> he put out a good video about kind of the flood and the endless and why weren't the endless able to be destroyed by the, um, by the ring. So go watch that. I think there's some good, some good thinking in there. Um, 
but I think some time travel -y stuff is going to be part of the equation moving forward, at least for a little while. So what did you uncover, Krista? Okay, there's there's quite a bit. Um, uh, during the legendary ending, they definitely do talk, like you said, about time travel, time, stuff like that. So I think, like you said, there, that's going to be some kind of thing going on. But as for the Endless themselves, if you look at the symbol on their Silexes, we've seen that symbol before on Genesis in Halo 5. Oh, we did. Yes. So that is not a symbol that has come out of nowhere. Um, someone on Reddit also made the comparison between some of the symbols that the engineer had, was writing on the walls in Halo ODST. Oh. It kind okay. of had a similar structure with like the kind of Y and then three symbols on either side of the Y. Mm -hmm. um, so people are thinking that. People are thinking, you know, a bridge, a bridge between organic and non-organic life, whether the Endless are a hybrid of organic and inorganic life, or if they are completely inorganic but have some kind of sway over organic life, thus the Harbinger. Um, people have noticed that when the Harbinger takes off her helmet, it makes a distinctive sound, like something's mm. deactivating. Mm. So people have been thinking that maybe the Harbinger is just a speaker for the Endless, or something similar to that. So the Endless would have, like, kind of different races associated with it. It would have, like, the Harbinger race, and then they would have the Endless proper. Mm. Um, the Endless are considered to be a hive mind as well. Oh, okay. So obviously that's very nice. We like to have hive minds. The only other <laughs> hive mind that we have seen is the flood. So that is another big thing that could be happening here. It could be some kind of hive mind. And then of course, the drones we... have a hive mind, do they? Uh, uh kind yeah. Of. yeah. Kind of. I don't think it's like a psychic connection though. True. So and then we kind of come to the speculation of Precursors and Flood. Mm. Um, and if you don't know, the Precursors are the race that came before the Forerunners that kind of set everything up. Um, they were destroyed by the Forerunners for very complicated reasons. Um, and the Precursors, some of them kind of moved on and hid themselves. Um, some of them became dust, which thus created the Flood. And so the Grave Mind is considered to be kind of a precursor of some sort. So we have the precursors in play in some respect. And the precursors are important because they are kind of the why for pretty much everything that's going on in the Halo universe. Mm -hmm. Like, why has that, is all of this happening? Yeah. Why were the Halo rings created? Why are the Forerunners the way they are? The precursors are the big kind of overarching thing in the Halo universe. Um, some of the speculation is that the Endless are a type of precursor that might have been either different in some way, had different abilities, or had meshed themselves with their technology. And precursor technology is not like ours. It's kind of a neurotechnology. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, I like it. Yeah. So um, that's another... <laughs> That's another theory. So the Endless are some sort of faction of the Precursors. Thus, kind of when they're talking 
in the end cutscene, they're talking about how, you know, these these this needs to be forgotten, this can't be found out. And that's a huge overarching theme within the Forerunners relating to the Precursors. The Forerunners genocided the Precursors and then completely covered it up from their society. No one knows that the Precursors even existed. So that would be a good reason. Um, also, since the Precursors are pretty much the big enemy of the Forerunners at that time. So it would make sense for them to be contained in some way, and it also would make sense for the Precursors to have some kind of immunity to the Halo Rings. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's quite a lot. There's a lot of questions. Yeah, there is a lot of questions. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I would rather have some kind of connection with the Precursors. I think that would be great. Um, something that is kind of backing up this theory and, you know, connection to the Precursors, connection to the Flood, is that the Harbinger herself kind of has a couple lines that echo what the Gravemind has said previously. Mm -hmm. um, one of the big ones is in the audio logs called The Prisoner. And the prisoner is an interesting callback to what one of the precursors was called when it was put in stasis. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they found one of the precursors, they called it the prisoner. So that's interesting. And so in the fifth audio log of that called Barely Anything Left, the harbinger at the end says, quiet, I shall talk and you shall listen. Mm -hmm. Which is a direct quote of the Gravemind in Halo 2. So we don't know whether, I mean, the thing about the Precursors is that they were able to kind of change their flesh into whatever they kind of wanted to be. <laughs> they have different forms and stuff like that. So, I mean, it could be that the Harbinger is some kind of Precursor or some in some connection to the Flood and the Endless and whatever else is going on. But if it's more, if it's worse than the Flood, I'm hoping that it is precursor proper which would be mm -hmm. super super cool so those are some of the theories that are going around kind of the fun of it is to theorize and yeah. see what is actually going to happen and usually it is something that none of us have ever expected <laughs> <laughs> so we shall see what happens yeah i mean i think that's part of the fun of halo that's why one of the reasons we love halo is at the end of the halo game uh there's a lot of questions or a lot of things that could happen next and and uh, i think bungie did that well and 343 is continuing that where lots of thread lots of hanging threads <clears throat> little bits yeah. of information it's almost like they're sitting back and you know they're kind of like they're kinda, are they fucking with us are they you guys oh they are they're always fucking with us <laughs> um so and, it'll... Like, they, they know the answers right or maybe they're formulating the answers still <laughs> um, maybe who knows how how far ahead they look yeah it would be interesting to bring in time travel because there would be so many interesting set pieces. Mm. Um, especially considering, you know, just everything the Forerunners happened, ancient humanity, you know, the original installations, the Forerunner capital, the domain, precursor mm. technology, the precursors themselves. There could be a lot of interesting set pieces that come up. Uh, the only issue I could see is that very complicated and some yeah. of this is very deep book, book lore and the games have kind of put a little bit of the book lore in but not too much because it just it gets very messy to explain yeah. so 
we'll see what happens because <laughs> it, it's it's very messy. Um, and you obviously don't want like a Final Fantasy cutscene that lasts for like an hour explaining what the fuck is going on. So <laughs> it's it, the um, the balance between what's going on in the games and the greater universe where it's a bunch of crazy stuff happening that it's like, is that even Halo? So <laughs> we'll see what happens and we'll see how they are able to balance that out. So that's about it. I, I That's all I have on the endless. That's good. And what's I, going on with them. I think... The question that that has yet to be answered, and this is my community question, which we'll cover, is like why? Like Cortana seemed very confident that the endless are worse than the flood. We don't know why that is. Like if there is time travel involved, like why is time travel the ability to manipulate time? Why is that worse than the flood, which consumes everything? Right? Like, and, and that that's part of what uh, the uh, the installation zero zero. Uh, question or uh, video went into but they, but his his theory was more about like the combination of time manipulation with the flood like that's a bad combination but oh, yeah when it's when it is separate why would why would why should we fear the endless more than we should fear the flood that that is yet like as of now the floods still seem worse than the endless. Well, I mean, if you have the ability to time travel, you can go back in time and you could kill Master Chief as a baby and then nothing hap- no- none sure. of the Halo events happen. Yeah. So you get these paradoxical, you know, branching universes that also gets kind of messy. It's like kind of Bioshock Infinite, where it's like, I have no idea what's going on anymore. Yeah. Or it could be the case that they're unkillable, and then it was, okay, you combine that with the flood in your crazy mix right and we're bad very bad time yep so lots more to uncover i'm sure we'll get some answers hopefully we'll get some answers on the endless next game i feel like they have to um tell us more and we'll, well actually encounter I mean, the in endless it's pretty pretty uh in your face that atriox succeeds and releases the endless at the end of this game yeah so i mean that they're, they're they're here he succeeded mm-hmm. yeah and we don't know i mean this is well i guess at the end of Halo 5 too, like this is the furthest we know in the timeline. There's a couple books that may take us maybe just, a, you know, a little bit forward, but we're not going to find out about the endless like proper what they are until we either get more marketing or we get, uh, you know, a new, a new DLC, a new expansion, whatever, whatever's going to come next. So lots to look forward to. I feel like, Okay, let's do a quick, we're already running long, but let's just do a quick comparison and talk about how Halo Infinite stacks up to the other games in the series. Other F, we'll, we'll stick it to FPS games. It's more of a direct comparison. Um, hmm, how do we do this? So we, we still go through our categories. Gameplay, weapons, vehicles, enemies, level design, lore, and characters. Ooh, that's a lot to cover. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's just kind of, you know, top level it a bit. Um... Gameplay wise, Halo Infinite gameplay is this is this the the best that we've gotten gameplay wise? Krista, are you feeling good about Halo I, Infinite and where we're, where we've left off? I think it's fantastic. I think the open world and the grappling hook has changed so much in the For best the way possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've gotten away from the silly like Spartan stuff from Halo Five and kind of gone back to classic kind of Halo 3-ish, Halo 2-ish vibe to it, maybe Halo Reach. Mm -hmm. 
Um, no, I think it's I think it's great. I think it's a good evolution of Halo's uh, gameplay. Do you agree, David? Yeah, I love it. I think it's brilliant. So it if is, the rest of the games stuff. were kind of on this path, you'd be happy moving for the next couple games. Yeah, I'd like to see the next spin-off. They do something else. Like not it doesn't always have to be open world, but like the open world's great. And like the, the equipment, the way that it's done and, and I like, like it all. And stuff like I that. do. I, I like I like the process of the unlocking and stuff like that was good and well, yeah, it's good. It's it's a very they did a fantastic job building on Halo and giving us something new. So if you're going to fire up a Halo because you want to, the, the best Halo gameplay, are you firing up Infinite or are you still firing up Halo? I don't know. I like Halo 5. You know, that's gameplay separate from the the story, you know. Or do you go do you go all the way back to Bungie-era games? Well, you can't do a whole lot in this game in terms of just jumping in. That's kind of hard to do mm-hmm. because of the way they built the game. So, like, I know we need a level select, a mission select. That's we need coming. Something like that. Yeah, that's yeah to make that game more playable in terms of that way of just jumping in. Mm-hmm. Um, multiplayer, but yeah, but still from yeah, campaign standpoint. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'll ask the question. Do you think this is the best gameplay for Halo, or do you th- would you prefer to play a different game? Over over Infinite. Or maybe it's just too different. Maybe it's just like, oh, I feel like I want to play Halo 2 today, so I'm going to do that, and I know the restrictions of Halo 2. And the balance. I think this is I think this is the best, because I like with, with all like the mechanics they've added into gameplay, like grappling and stuff like that, and mantling i love it yeah probably it probably is probably is the best what about weapons how do you feel about the weapon variety and whatnot here david i'll stick with you uh it's great i like all the variations that they put into the campaign i'm really happy with how they did the fobs and like summoning in weapons anytime you want is great mm-hmm. um i do pretty li- I, I do like that a lot uh i think they did a great job with the weapons in this game yeah, there's a lot to do, and then they have the yeah, like you said, the the variations is good. There's a couple of missing, like a couple of classic ones that I felt like are missing. That for some reason I wanted a fuel rod cannon in this game. I don't know why, um, but maybe the Ravager kind of comes in. The Ravager still, I'm torn on that weapon. Uh, Krista, what do you think about the weapon mix? Uh, I think it's good. I liked all the new additions. Like the stalker rifle was super super cool. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the new Forerunner weapons. I think they feel a lot more Forerunner. Um, I like how there weren't too many of them either. They kind of mm-hmm. kept it kept it to a minimum. But no, I love all of the Banished weapons. They make so much sense with the Banished. The Skewer is just the yeah. worst thing I've ever seen. It's so brutal. The so, Shock Rifle was an introduction, and that mechanic of the Shock mechanic was an introduction. How did, yes. did you feel like that was... Did that take a while to get used to, or did you feel like that that felt fine after you saw? Um, the shock did take some time to get used to, but once I got the hang of the shock rifle, holy shit, that thing is awesome! Mm. I love the shock rifle. Yeah, and that's weird that that's a banished weapon. But yeah, that is kind of weird. I don't know. It must be their thing. Yeah, I'm good with the the weapon. There's lots of lots of weapons. Of course, you know we could probably have a whole different podcast about the weapons of Halo Infinite and how they compare. But like, overall, happy with you know I knew that I could pick up something a rocket launcher, a skewer if I needed to have a heavy battle, or I knew I could always go back to that BR. Happy with that BR. Um, and I like the ammo crates. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, was a good mechanic. Yeah, it's a video game mechanic, but it, it worked. You know. Yeah. I, I think it was fine rather than having to 
scavenge everything. I liked always being able to, to keep my weapon if I wanted to. Yeah, I liked how they classified it as weapon type, you know, and mm-hmm. then you just got the ammo type that you needed for that. They didn't spend too much time going into the, that, which I like. Yep. Vehicles. Hmm. Scorpion wasn't a big fan of um, for this game. No, me neither. Like, it, mm, I don't know. There's something about it. It was a little too slow, a little too clunky. It wasn't my favorite Scorpion. I typically love the Scorpion, but I think everything else was pretty good. Like, the, the Wasp was good, but it also was paper thin, as people have said. I didn't fly the, Ban- the Banshee too much, but there was a good variety overall. Um, Chris, the thoughts on vehicles? Um, no, I think I think it was pretty um, appropriate for what's going on. Um, would you no, like I to think... fly a pelican? Like, would was that would they miss out on that? I mean, what are, what are we gonna do with the pelican? Crash it? <laughs> <laughs> they they added that to Microsoft Flight Simulator. Just go yeah, there. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the pelican is too much because you could just go anywhere, yeah. right? I mean, mm-hmm. the pelican just gives you a little too much freedom, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we had access to the whole ring, that would be fun. But for this tiny part of the ring, eh, might be too much power. Um, yeah. No, I, I like the video. I like the vehicles a lot. I, I feel like the flying ve- vehicles completely break the game a little bit. So it's good yeah. that you get that at the very end. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but um, no, I, I think it's really fun. It's cool that you get to summon them and just... Dr- I feel like driving around the ring today in my warthog. <laughs> and you can just do that. It's awesome. Yeah. David, uh, any other thoughts add on vehicles? Did you have a favorite no, vehicle? No, I kind of agree. Um, it's a great question. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's obviously um, the warthog. You know what I mean? Fill it up oh, with Marines and away you go. Not the baby. Warthog, the uh, Razorback. The Razorback, yeah. yeah. The Razorback That's my favorite in this game. That Just how, how that worked out was so well. Um, it's funny that the, it, the Razorback, you, your favorite is the Razorback that doesn't have any weapons on it. You have Marines yeah. in the back. I just give all my Marines all the guns. Mm-hmm. Me and the boys, we go for a drive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Scorpion tank is terrible in this game. and even it just It just doesn't work well with the way they built the map. Mm-hmm. Um, you just can't take it anywhere. I, I just, yeah, I, I think I don't like it at all. And everything else is grand. It's kind of a smaller vehicle roster, really. Um, because you've just got the small UNSC ones, and that's kind of it. There's a couple of ghosts, a group choppers around the place, but not a whole lot of rates. You don't see too many of them in the game. Um, but I like it. No, the vehicles are good, other than that. Enemy-wise, were you happy with enemies in the, the variety, David? Like, was there enough there? Were you missing yeah, three loved. faction battles or not? Uh, no, I don't think we missed it. I mean, because the, the Banish felt good to fight. I liked them spread out over the ring. I, I wish there was a bit more of mechanics to, like, the bases and stuff, but mm-hmm. I, I did like them. Um, I wish there was more of that and more of them, like, traveling around and doing different things that I'd like to see. But the actual enemy types themselves I thought were great. The skirmishers were kind of pointless. I don't, I don't know why yeah. they... Not skirmishers, sorry. Skimmers. Skimmers. Um, I don't really feel the need necessary for that. Especially when you have the drones. You've just made a drone and a grunt and put it in the game. So yeah, I didn't feel that there was a, a need for them, to be honest, to be brought in. But other than that, the banish felt good. Anything you think would have made it better, Krista, from an enemy standpoint, variety standpoint? Like if we had um, Prometheans, would that have been too much? Eh, no, I don't like the Prometheans. No, I th- I think it was perfect. I think 
I don't think we need three factions to fight. Mm. You know, I know mm. that's kind of a classic in Halo, but I did not miss it at all. I think adding a new faction would have just made it a bit messy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, no, I think it was. I think it was perfectly fine. I'm happy with the enemy variety. Is is there another game that stands out in your head as a better mix? Like, is Halo Three a better mix of of enemy variety? I mean, Halo Three's got a lot of shit going on. Yeah, because they got so, flood in there too. Yeah, yeah, and elites are on your side, and mm-hmm. I mean, definitely Halo Three has the best variety, but that is because it is like a penultimate game to that trilogy. Mm-hmm. You mean the. Uh... Uh- the ultimate. The yeah. ultimate, yeah. The yeah. Apex. Halo 2 is the penultimate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, ha- I'm happy too. The boss battles are good. I feel like that's a good mechanic. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that um, continue. And it makes sense with the Banished. I think it'll make sense, you know, video game-wise. I think that's a good natural progression. Maybe not as many boss battles are needed. Maybe just fewer that are more difficult or something like that. But I, I, th- I do think it was missing that big set piece moment too like where you're fighting scarabs like that was missing like it would have been cool to have some big structure or big giant thing that you had to take down not necessarily as big as that um oh the kraken like that thing was too big in my mind and you didn't really you kind of fought that but um i think some bigger boss maybe where you are in a you have to be in a vehicle to take it down would be neat but i'm sure they're sure something like that is in the works i hope so anyway Okay, a couple more. We'll try to cover off on quick. Um, level design. Totally different thing um, because we have the open world. So we have the open world. Then we have all of the outposts and the other different encounters. So I feel like that's hard to compare across the other games. Um, but when it comes down to the individual missions, those were the classic Halo. So how did we feel about those classic missions? Was was uh, there enough standouts in Halo Infinite as when you compare those to the older games in my mind I guess I'll set it up I feel like the level design of the missions proper was done a little bit better in previous games than in Infinite Infinite felt like a lot of times it is just a straight shot which is a Halo thing but um, I I feel like some of the individual missions were better and even if you look at the rankings that we did like there there, we didn't have a a straight up 10 we didn't have a contender with the Ark of the Covenant in this game um, those those missions are unique and, and very well designed. Whereas we had a, some pretty good missions here. David, what do you what do you think on the level design standpoint? Well, it, it's it's different because of the nature of this game. Mm-hmm. So like, on the whole, like I love the open world and its design. So like that's top, that's a ten for me. Like that's tip top, and that's where you that's where you spend the majority of the game. Mm-hmm. So like when I think of standout missions, I don't think of any of them that you play really. I think of how I played in the open world, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's true point. Which, which is which is kind of weird, but um, because a lot of them, the other missions then are like they're all inside Forerunner architecture, and mm-hmm. there's only so much you can do with that, really. Right. Um, but I'm trying to think of anything else in, in terms of the mission that that stands out to me. It's sort of like just the story bits, but not. Yeah, a lot of the reason design. you went into the mission yeah. was to get more story. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Krista? I mean, I agree. I think the focus of this game was the open world and not necessarily the individual missions. 
-hmm. Like, I feel the open world was the set piece instead of the set piece being every single mission has one. Mm -hmm. So I I think it's just different. Uh, I think it's kind of like in a game like Skyrim where you go into these dungeons and the dungeons aren't spectacular. It's the world around it that's spectacular. So, yeah, I mean, there's nothing standout other than the... I, I... I think the House of Reckoning is definitely a standout because it's just so freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and the banished stuff is so amazing. But um, no, I think I think the focus of this game is the open world. I think the open world is this is the mission. It's the set piece. I thought Pelican Down was neat. You know, that's a yeah. mission where you're kind of like the mission is. In oh, the I love that one. Open yeah. world, which is neat. I did like the warship Gabrakan. That that was that felt good. But there are some some of the missions that are just kind of like, eh, this isn't that great. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's decent middle-of-the-road level design. I mean, it's hard. Like, again, the open world knocked it, I, I think, knocked it apart. They could have done some difference in diversity of, I guess, biomes. But at the same time, it made sense yeah. that this chunk of the land was all the same, right? Like, if the story took us to a place where we had to go to a different biome, sure. But the story was contained here. And so I think it made sense that everything was kind of just trees and mountainy area like I, I i didn't hate that um and i thought there was uh, you know just see being able to scale the mountains and all that sort of stuff was is great just having that ability in halo now is awesome so very happy with that but then and the individual missions uh design was kind of you know middle of the road for me okay two more lore we talked a lot about lore um but let's just go high level like is there I feel like there's a lot. Like, they crammed a lot in this game. The, the thing that we've complained about in this game is that we wanted that found footage. You know, the audio logs, I think, are, are well done for the most part. There's lots of them, and they tell interesting stories. They're scattered throughout. You have to find them. But I would have liked a little bit more. Like, a ter- like there was no really terminal moments, which it, uh, the game would have benefited from a, a couple more terminal-type situations. What do you think about that, David? Yeah, yeah, I liked the extra stuff they put in. I definitely wanted more. Like I said, like like the film footage, I wanted to have seen more of this. I feel like they have the technology; they could have done it. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and I I do like what they gave us, but like it's weird where like we thought we were getting one game, and then they immediately changed it. Yeah, from the first like cutscene, and they, like it totally changed it from there. And then they didn't address you know the creative question and stuff like that, and they just gave us a new enemy. Um, in terms of the endless and another thing to be afraid of, mm-hmm. I just think like the universe itself is in such like a precarious place, and it's not it's not clear right now what the state of the universe is. And I think Halo's had that problem for a while now of like the big bad and the big thing, and then what's everyone else doing and where are they? I don't know. We'll see. Well, the UNSC it's good. now is on like the we're kind of on the bottom rung again, right? We're kind of trying to fight our way back up. Would you rather have the UNSC on top? And trying to defend their position, or would you rather have them kind of crawl back up into a position of power? I don't know. I don't know what I want in terms of that. I mean, like, presumably, like with the created gone, we're back on top again. But the banished? Or are we on the? Cause, no, the banished. Yeah, well, yeah. See, we're still not sure of the scale of the banished, which is in, like, mm-hmm. are they just on the arc and this ring? Is there more of them? They don't seem to have planets, right? They that we know of. So, I don't know. It's hard to tell. Chris, were you happy with the amount of story we got? I feel, I feel like we got a lot of story. 
uh, there may be the most amount of story in Halo Infinite out of the other games. Um, nah, was Halo 2 much? has the most story. Eh, um, story. <laughs> no, I, I think it was good. I, I think they had a lot to catch us up on because so much has happened between mm-hmm. now and what happened in Halo 5. Mm-hmm. So, no, I think it was good. I think they were able to introduce Atriox into the game proper very yeah. well and the Banished. And then, of course, set up the new, like, Flood equivalent and, you know, finish off the Cortana story and kind of get the uh, infinity out of the picture because it's just way too overpowered yeah. for mm-hmm. a good story to be told around it. So, um, no, I, I think they did a good job. This is just... This whole game is just kind of setting the stage for the next things to happen. It's a good point, though, about the Infinity. And I think the, like this was kind of a, a deconstruction of what where the universe was in Halo 5. where And maybe they needed to do that in order to make the, the next game, the next expansion, more interesting. Um, so, like, we've taken Cortana off of the, the table and her infinite power. And now we're just kind of back to a bunch of skirm- small skirmishes and like, kind of like some fist fighting and, and gunfights. Whereas there's not really... A, the big bad, I guess, it has potentially been unlocked, but we don't really know, necessarily know the scale of them yet. So we kind of are bringing things back down to earth um, for the next story to be told, which I think is good. Yeah, so overall, I think I think I'm happy with with where things are. I would have done some things differently in terms of what they presented in the gameplay and how we experienced them. You know, I, I do think it would have been interesting to had to be face to face with Cortana and Chief some in some capacity. I don't know how they would have done that, but we still we still got you know those tender moments. And like you said, Krista, like the the Cyan Auditorium is an emotional mission um, because of all those callbacks and that that. You know, you do encounter Cortana, even though you're not encountering her. You're still seeing her memories and having those convert those those deep conversations. Character wise, last one quickly. There's a lot of characters here. David, do you think they did a good job with the characters in Halo Infinite? Um, Ephraim's kind of the main one, and then in terms of like the banish, I don't think, like I said before, they. I really wish they had a, more characters on the banished side, like that whole hand of Atrox that didn't come across well. Mm-hmm. Um, Harbinger's okay, but she's not in it a whole lot, and then she's gone. And then I like, I loved Chief. I loved the weapon; she was incredible. Um, the pilot I was up and down on, but um, I feel like we Chief needed a human sidekick anyway. So I I think he's he's he fits that role well, mm-hmm. um, even if he is a bit moany <laughs> at times. Uh, but I would have liked to have seen more like who's leading the human forces, like where's their structure and organization. I think there's definitely like places where you feel like you're missing a character uh, or two. But the ones we got, I, I liked a lot, and the relationships were very well told. Mm-hmm. Krista. Um. Uh. <laughs> what Mixed? was the question again? Oh, yeah. talking about talking about characters. Like, do you think okay, the yeah. characters were well written? Were they well done? Um, do we have enough of them? Um, character wise, I think that the game has a lot of stuff going on. 
I think it was smart for them to kind of take out some of the UNSC characters that we know and love just because it kind of will complicate things a little more with the different dynamics that are going on. I think having a simple story with Chief kind of learning who everyone is within the story is a pretty good point to start off on. Mm-hmm. And then now they now they they've set up up this core cast, they can start reintroducing other Halo characters in there. So, I feel like this was a good cast of characters to have in a game like this where it's supposed to be small and contained and like one one story of being separated from everyone else. Um, so they've established these characters, they've established a camaraderie between them, and now we can start reintroducing some of those characters we mm-hmm. know and love to the new cast or the current cast. Yeah. Yeah, well said. I think I, I agree with that. The, the only character I'm a little iffy on is the Harbinger, and I, we probably won't have to deal with her anymore, but what was the, what was the mission where it was like halfway through the game and I was like, uh, where the flood? We got to deal with her? Um or like at that at that moment, the middle of the game, they could have introduced that third faction. They could have introduced the the endless for us to fight, um, but we we were just introduced to the concept of the endless, as opposed to like meeting the flood halfway through CE and then fighting them and having them be a constant threat. So she was the only weird one. I guess they probably needed to have her. I, they maybe even could have done her just in terminals or something like that, um, but. You know, she's fine, I guess, but she she's she's my least favorite of the of the new characters. You know, Eshram's good. Um, you know, the Jaga is obviously good, and all the uh, the the banished characters. I'm a huge fan of Atriox already, so super happy that he's a he's a major threat now moving forward. And then the the trio. You know, I'm happy with this trio. You know, this will be good moving forward. I like having a the pilot to to you know to give us that human aspect of it. He's a He's a he's an okay faux hammer replacement. He's not faux hammer, but he'll be all right. Okie dokies. Let's rank the games quick, and we'll just have to do a hair of speculation afterwards. Where does this game? Where does Halo Infinite fall in your list now, David? Um, where are we? You see, he's still first. I don't know. This oh. is very high up there. It's definitely between that and CE. For me, I really, really loved the open world campaign, and I had such a blast playing this game. Um, so it might be pretty damn high, to be honest. I'm mm, maybe it's my number one. Wow. Okay. Love maybe. It. Whoa. Does, does your other ranking? Your ranking is in the notes here. Does that hold? For I'm you? looking at it. Mm, yeah, that's still true. Is it better than ODST? I think it is better than ODST. I think I do like this more. List, list it off for the, for the listeners. Yeah, number one, CE, then two, ODST, then Reach, well, well, then no, four, no. then infinite? five. Fin- infinite. <gasps> infinite will... <laughs> it's number two. It's number two. Okay, so list it off with, with Infinite. One, uh, CE, then we have Infinite, then ODST, then Reach, then four, then five, then two, then three. Trees at the bottom, guys. Krista? Okay. Um, my current is 2, 3, CE, Reach, ODST, 4, 5. Um, I think it's after 3. I would say 2, 3, Infinite, CE, Reach, ODST, 4, 5. Okay. It's top tier. Mr. It's Perkins. Top 3. Top 3. Man. Sorry, CE. I really like Halo 3. 
I think I still like Halo 3, like, just because some of those battles and those set pieces and the Ark and the Covenant are in there. Uh, but I'll put it at number two, happily. I'll go Halo 3 still, and then Infinite, Reach, Halo 2, ODST, Halo 5, Halo 4, and then CE at the bottom for me. Again, Terrible it's only risk. down there because it's just it's fairly simple. I love CE. love all of them. But, uh, yeah. That's a weird exercise to do. <laughs> yeah. Because they're all different for everybody. Everybody's different. All right. Uh, let's talk about real quickly, where do they go from here? Briefly, like, what, what is the next chapter? What is that going to be? Krista, I hope it's David, DLC. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I hope it's DLC. I hope you get a single-player DLC. Um, I'm not overly confident not an, of it like, now. Not like a full expansion. It's just going to be like a little story, a couple-hour story DLC thing. Yeah, see, I'm not sure because 343 are, like, all over the place at the moment. And, obviously, they're trying to do a whole lot of stuff in terms of the multiplayer and keep that going. Mm-hmm. As well as bring Forge and bring Co-op. And I'm hoping it's been delayed that maybe it'll come with content. That'll be very exciting. Um we introduce a second character or something like that. I think that'd be pretty cool. A second character, like another Spartan, you mean? Yeah. There's more to play there, I think. There's there's more to do in that space. And they have, like, the game's structure sets them up very nicely for additions. And obviously, mm-hmm. you just have, you can just have missions against the, at the Banished now. Do you know, Spartan Ops can be done again. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what I mean? So, I love that. I hope they bring in the, a base building element to the game where you're building up your forces i'm convinced that that was cut that there was an element to this game where trump the tremonious base was supposed to be something more mm-hmm. um than what it ended up gameplay wise cool. so obviously they have it's banished it's all banished now to be honest in terms of the games i think that's where our, this the story is going to go and this atriox and, and endless partnership you think we'll see the endless in the next game yes absolutely what about the Infinity? I think it'll be answered. I don't know if we'll see it. Because they have to bring those characters back, right? So, like, they have to bring Lasky, Halsey, Blue Team, who weren't on the Infinity. They were off in a mission, but they got to come back in. Mm-hmm. Osiris. There's more. Just, yeah, there's stuff happening here. More to see. Arbiter. What's he up to? What's Arbiter yeah, doing? Arbiter. Chris, any speculation, any predictions for the next next installment well we definitely know that the endless and atriox are probably going to be bigger players within the next one um who knows whether it's going to be installation 07 that's the major set piece they're kind of hyping it up quite a bit though and especially if this is where the endless are going to kind of spring out of we might be on installation 07 quite for quite a bit longer because it's different this ring is different (laughs) it is different did you That's know that? That's my thought. I feel like we're going to stick around. Um, especially since 343 did the whole, like, oh, this is a 10-year plan. Mm-hmm. Yay. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we'll see if they're just going to add DLC and call it something. Um, who knows whether Blue Team or any of those characters are going to enter the fray. Do you want them back? It would be nice, but how much help are they really going to be? I think Blue Team would, but... Is that going to make the story messy? Um, It's hard because... Is Chief just going to be on his own fighting the Endless? Or is he going to have help? Is he just going to have to figure it out by himself? 
Um, I, I would feel like the next thing Chief would do in his current situation is try to make contact with the remains of the UNSC anyway and try to go back to base. Yeah. So, like, um, Hood's out there somewhere, you know? He's at Earth. Is he back on? No, he's on the moon. No, he's on, yeah, he's... Oh, was he on the moon? Because he was talking to Cortana in one of the cutscenes. Not Perigoski, what's her name, uh... Osmond. Yeah, Osmond. Yeah, Osmond. That was yeah. Osmond's was still on Rushback's world, isn't she? Yeah, that's where, that's Hood, where is. Hood is. Oh, okay. So they're hanging out there. I mean, the U.S. Yeah. UNSC just scattered. So I guess the Chief does have a little bit of, like, does he go back? Does he continue the mission and deal with whatever's in front of him, or does he try to regroup? I don't know. Chief is a mission kind of guy. I don't think he regroups. Yeah. Or maybe he maybe mission. maybe the UNSC find him and regroup with him. Who knows? Mm. Yeah, I feel like they're going to do some... They have to do some stuff with the Endless, obviously. Like, we're going to find out what the Endless are and fight the Endless. But I think there's going to be some weird time manipulation, time travel stuff. I don't know how far they're going to take it. I don't think we're, like, going to go back to the Roman times or anything like that. But, like, there's going to be something where... And, and I feel like maybe th- this is... As, as we were having this show and, like, watching um, the Atriox legendary ending again and listening to everything that's going on... You know, we talk about him wanting to find a home. He saw Doizak destroyed. Um, now the ring is his new home. He found this race that may be able to manipulate time. Do you think he would figure out, try to figure out a way to restore Doizak with this time manipulation aspect? That would definitely Maybe. be a huge um, motivation for him to even be on the ring and be doing this in the first place. Yeah. Like, if he found a race that could turn back time... And like in the right do- way, yeah, and make Dozik whole again. Yeah, so maybe maybe that's going to come into play. Who knows? But I don't see Atriox as someone too concerned with the past. That's true. I mean, that was the question that Cortana asked him. He said, no, "Yeah, I'm going to do it the same way." I, th- I think the revenge would be plenty for him instead of resurrecting an entire planet. Mm-hmm. I just don't see Atriox as the kind of person to do that. I don't know. I... Yeah, so he's he very complicated. Wanna, yeah, does he just want to be in charge? We still don't. We still know exactly what he wants. You know, like with the the um, prophets, we we knew what they wanted, even though it was um, misguided. We kind of knew what they wanted, but they still know exactly know what he. He wants to be the coolest is. Halo villain. Yeah, he wants the biggest <laughs> stick. <laughs> and then there's the Infinity. I feel like they need to pull in the Infinity in some capacity, and then pull in some other characters. So I think we're gonna have like another spartan maybe it's a new set of spartans maybe we won't find blue team i I would love to have some little like side stories you know a couple hour experiences where we're going off on the side maybe finding fred finding linda finding kelly that sort of stuff would be cool still have odsts that we could pull into play like they weren't present at all which makes sense because there's no big thing in the sky but um yeah there's there's just lots of places that we could go so i think definitely endless and then hopefully pulling back in characters from previous games for the next installment okay what's next for you i would say take a little break from halo for a little while because we don't really <laughs> know what is next we don't have any sort of a roadmap from a campaign standpoint of what's the next story stuff so i think phil just you know sit back relax don't join in the conversation that's going on where halo's dead and all this other stuff i feel like that's a lot of multiplayer driven anyway but just you know if you're not feeling it just take a little break. Go play something else. There's plenty of other games to play. Um, and then when 343 is ready to give us some more stuff, they'll give us some more stuff. 
Um, hopefully we at least know, I, I, I'm just hoping that they set expectations sometime soon, right? Like, well, you will hear about the next Halo campaign stuff on X day, or around X day, or in X month. So we at least know what to expect. And so th once they set our expectations, then I'll be happy. But in the meantime, I, I would say just maybe, maybe unplug for a bit. There's not a lot's going on. We have the Rubicon protocol coming up here, hopefully, uh, as the time of this recording, within a month or two. We have Divine Wind, which got pushed into 2023. So that'll hopefully at least fill in some blanks in the story, maybe move us a little bit forward. But I, I don't feel like we'll move forward story-wise completely with the Endless and Atriox and all this other created, who knows where the Infinity is, until, uh, until we get another game to play. There will be a network co-op as well, that, so that's coming up pretty soon. It doesn't sound like that's couch co-op, because they're specifically saying network co-op. So you're going to be able to hmm. play multiplayer online campaign uh, in a, a couple weeks here, hopefully in October, in August or so, I think is the plan. Um, and then if you want to go watch Halo the series, Kristen, maybe go finish watching Halo the series. That could be a thing you could do. I gotta get to that juicy sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> so lots lots of stuff that you could do. Or just, like I said, unplug for a little bit. Don't worry about Halo for a while. Halo will... They'll be back. They'll keep making Halo for the foreseeable. Alright, let's do a community question and we will get out of here. Krista, do you have Discord up? Yup. Alright, Colin has asked, Why are the Endless worse than the Flood? Question for Mission Debrief, Halo Infinite Recap Episode. So, Matt says, because unlike the Flood, they rep reproduce sexually and they're not very discerning lovers. <laughs> Toki McPot says, uh, because we didn't see them thus only fighting one faction in a Halo game. The horror. <laughs> um, Jedi Spartan 38 says, because they are... The harbinger of our perfection and the vanguard of our destruction. Uh, the pesky perv says, uh, because they came up with the Cheez-It taco at Taco Bell. Oh, I can't wait to eat that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we talk about a lot of fast food in the Discord. Organized Crime says the Forerunners were actually willing to experiment on the Flood, despite it being their downfall. They didn't even try with the Endless from what we know. They just fucking threw them in prison and shoved a key up their arse. True. We really know fuck all about the Endless, even after the whole campaign and all the Forerunner audio logs. That brings up a good point. We didn't talk about this. Is like if, if they were so dangerous, how were they able to be contained so easily? That's a little weird. But hopefully yeah. we'll figure that out. Sounds like they were tricked. Mm-hmm, true. So. Sola Kale says uh, they're worse because they have the power to raw dog the halo rings and come out perfectly fine, which means some people want that power. And that is it for the Discord. Thanks, Discord. Yay! Right, we'll see you soon in the future. Facebook. Colin Perkins, the admin, June 30th at 6.35 p.m. Why the Endless Worth in the Flood? Question between the brief Halo Infinite recap episode. Uh, Richard Miller, straight off the bat, says they go in dry. Uh, Alexander says, until they show otherwise, they are not. Uh, the Flood are by far the worst. The sheer will of hunger to converge. 
put forth from the flood is unlike anything else in the universe. After all, they were created from the precursor dust. Clyde says because 343 made them and their inclusion to the story of Infinite wasn't anywhere near as memorable or interesting. Um, Randy says gameplay wise, the teleporting thing the Harbinger did really annoyed me, especially on Legendary. Um, Armando says the endless aren't worse than the flood. The damn brute chieftain who protects the harbinger is worse than the flood. Fuck that dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse says to add to this, they're not the flood are by far the worst in every sense of the word, from sheer might to the annoyance in gameplay. The flood are the kings of the worst. Jamie, the flood would fuck the endless up and probably already did. And um, Jointy says they are not. Let's be honest, the flood are worse. That could happen. Period. The other scourge the world, decimate every single thing. Even the forerunners had to hit the kill switch and wipe out an entire galaxy just to stop them. And then Manny says they are also they are not. Nobody, nobody, nobody's buying into the endless. Nobody's having any of it. My yeah. says they're not. One of the things that really irks me about the storyline is when the flood acquires their abilities. The flood is the most powerful. They screwed the pooch with this. They should do a side game, a la ODST, and mm-hmm. reach. The writing would work there. Hmm. So there we go. So nobody's everybody's saying prove it. I don't believe you. Yeah, nobody believes. Show me the money. We'll see. They got their work cut out for us. I mean, I, I have faith. They always have faith. They'll they'll figure it out. But they have set up the endless as being pretty bad if they're saying they're worse than the flood. All right, that'll do it for our recap of Hey Low Infinite. We did it. Twenty two episodes. You're welcome. <laughs> Mission God. debrief is over. It's cancelled. Well, for now. For now. On the next episode, we'll be... Question mark. Question mark? Question mark? (laughs) Something? The Endless? Perhaps? Send us your thoughts at podcastevolved.gmail.com or drop us a tweet at podcastevolved on Twitter. You can also support the show by visiting Evolved on Patreon for everything Evolved has to offer. Visit EvolvedHalo.com. Until next time, Evolve. Evolve. Yay! We did it! Yay! Thank God.